Welcome to the Perfect Podcast. It helps you find the perfection of the precious present. Sponsored by the Easy Way Wall of Fame. Find us everywhere, every other week. Now it is time for our show with Will Perfect and Janet Lopez. All right. All right. What a good looking audience. Looks like the studio is bigger. We have a great uh, special guest. We also have someone who is amazing to do the introductions to these amazing guests. So why don't we go ahead with that announcement, Mrs. Perfect? Yes, and welcome. Welcome to the Perfect Zone. And tonight's wonderful guests are former probation officer and currently host of Voices for Victims, Crystal Starnes. And during the second half of the show, casting director and actress, Jaira Van Lente. Now here we go with Will Perfect and Janet Lopez. All right. What, what a great show. How are you doing, Janet? Hi, everyone. Hi, Will. I'm so excited for our surprise guest. Crystal Storm is going to be coming up soon. But I have been good. I just said, um, and I don't know if you saw it. Did you, were you able, did you get a chance to see my interview with um, AJ Dean? Oh, it was a great interview. I did not know you were in Indiana Jones. That was, a, I mean, that's an iconic movie of all time. That's a, and Dr. Phil, Phil, I didn't know that either. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so that was the first time I've ever shared any of those stories publicly. So anything that um, I shared on there was the first time I've ever shared it. So, And it's funny when you go to these uh, – when so I wasn't prepped on, for the show at all. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even know – Oh, wow. I didn't even know that – um, what questions they were going to ask, uh, nothing, nothing. It was literally right before the show that they said they, because I've done several films, um, but that was the movie that they wanted to talk about. Um, that was one of the movies. So it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. Um, so that was the first time I ever spoke about it publicly. And, and it was very, um, I, I, I was just, it was a bit overwhelming for me, but exciting at the same time. But if you guys want to check that out. It's on my wall. Maybe I'll change she it. She came oh, across maybe great. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Thank camera you. is a, is amazing camera. And the previous show, we want to apologize for not having that on, but uh, we did do a visual version of it. And um, Tina D. Lewis, Doctor Tina D. Lewis, the enthusiastic entrepreneur, she's uh, got that, and we're going to be releasing that real soon. Um, uh, I do have a. A friend of mine who was the first owner of the very first karaoke bar, who was going to be a guest on our show, he was 91, and uh, he's uh, he's passed on. His name is uh, Sal, um, and you know he was he was a really good friend of mine, and uh, you know it was 91 years old in his sleep, so I was all you know wish a good thought for him. He's uh, he'll be missed by many. Yeah, may he rest in peace. I'm sorry to hear that, and I was so excited to meet him. And if I remember correctly, um, one day you had called me and you said that you were going to go get him some soda or something like that. Is that right? 
You got it right. I picked up. I uh, just remember that, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, yeah. Well, he, just well, he like called me up one day, and he said, he said, he goes, he goes, you know, I could, he said when you can, he, I gave him my number, and I said, call me anytime, any hour, for any reason. He goes, uh, I've got a, an emergency for you. I was like, well, well, what is it? He goes, I really need you to pick up some soda for me. I was like, I certainly will. But uh, I think it was like he kind of knew and, and was just uh, wanted to shake the hand one more time. And I did see him one time after that. But, um, you know, good thoughts for him. And the first karaoke bar, what a gentleman. He'd always, you know, tell me to walk someone to the car if they're they're going by themselves. Um, you know, if there's a attractive girl in there, he'd kind of nudge me and say, go over and talk to her. Go over and talk to her. Get up and talk to her. Um, so yeah very much a mentor kind of guy and um i got my my singing i was before i had my car i was waiting uh to take the bus and i walked in the restaurant and no one was in there and he let me sing for about five times in a row and i i really like doing it but uh well you know all good things to sell but uh, you know i just Mm want to say um really quick that you know may he rest in peace and i and i really like like i said i really like you said he probably knew already and he was kind of just giving his last moments and yep. it sounds like he like he had a nice beautiful 91 years of life so i do want to say that i want to transition though for everybody listening because we will have uh we do have a special guest a surprise guest i want to say yes surprise. a surprise guest uh she is uh crystal thorns she has a brand new podcast it's called voices for victims and really and it really is what it is what it's called it's really a a platform that gives people victims a voice, but I want her to tell us more about her, who she is, and her podcast. Welcome, Crystal Starnes. Welcome. Hello. All right. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Will, dig in that fucking toilet brush ass look. Uh, Second, can you confirm the rumors? Is your dad gay? Wait, what was (laughs) that? What was that? What was that? I have no idea. Don't know. I, I know. We must have had a caller that came in at the wrong they, they had the wrong number. I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, they must have the wrong number. Rumors of gay what? <laughs> Nobody? No, sorry. Say? See, I'm a victim <laughs> right there. I don't know who said that, but I consider that that's a victim right there. Right. So do you tell us about you your show, Crystal. The but anyway. But I didn't hear you. Go ahead. Okay, okay, so who I am, um, I'm I'm Crystal Farns, Mm -hmm. and I actually am a survivor of um, sexual assault and harassment, um, and now I want to help others, and that's why I formed this podcast, Voice for Victims podcast. Um, I want to have other victims and survivors on my show to be able to tell their story so that they know that they can have a voice and they're not living in fear like I did for years, I want people to realize that, you know, no person should be bullied into silence, that you have a right to stand up. That's your freedom of speech, right? And it's just your right. It's illegal to um, harass, assault, um, you know. So that is why I am trying to do this. I want to give back to the community. And then I also am planning on having – legal advocates, experts, attorneys, professionals, authors of books that pertain to victimization so that it will educate others in the community 
so that people are aware, you know, what are the signs that's illegal on the aspects of whatever is going on in their situation so that they know where they can turn, who they can reach out to, and they can recognize the signs if they are being victimized. And the Mm -hmm. professionals may be people who have worked in the criminal justice system who have categories. So, you know, one of the things is a lot of people do um, suffer in fear because they're afraid of retaliation. I know with me, I didn't tell for a long time because I was afraid of being retaliated and I just didn't want to lose my job. My situation was at my place of employment and I just, you know, I loved what I did for a living and I was afraid to speak up, you know, because I was afraid that I would, you know, basically get fired. Um, so, you know, that was why I remained silent for all those years. Um, but now I just want others to, you know, hear people's stories so that they have an avenue, you know, to listen to and then maybe learn things so that they can, you know, hopefully be able to get some help. Yeah. um, Because I did watch the, mm -hmm. go Jan. No, I was going to say the same thing you were going to say, but I just listened to the show, your first show, right? It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I saw I the mean, – um, mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, And also, you won a national case on television, and the case was against a judge. So, I mean, that's, that's right. major stuff, national coverage and a judge, and you won. Right. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, and, and my And, and my that's, that's one of those things. Actually mm-hmm. – Go ahead. I was just going to say, you if you're talk. right, and you, you just keep on driving on the right road, and eventually the right things will happen. And I'm glad you won your case because that should never happen. I mean, I feel like uh, sometimes being in a, a, a public school, a lot of those kids feel like victims, you know, because there's really nothing they can do about it. It's uh, a lot of times like uh, domestic cats going to school with feral cats. You know, you get that right. mix in there. People are used to being petted and, you know, praised and you go to school and there's some wild ones that had no, no consciousness. It's like a, you know, um, a psychopath, some of these kids in high school. So I do think your your show is going to expand greatly because I think we've all been a victim at one time. Right. Thank you. Absolutely. And Janet, what were you going to say? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I want to say, uh, yeah, I think it takes a lot of guts when you come up against your, whether you're like your boss or whoever you work for, or somebody, even a person of power, uh, was the fact that you were working in somewhere that was a little bit intimidating, I think, when you are coming up against somebody like that. But you went through it. And I would love to hear more about your story. But I do want to give you the platform a little bit, just because you have a few more minutes and Whatever it is that you wanted to discuss or talk about, whether it's your case or maybe even give us a little sentence about it or anything like that about your podcast, uh, go ahead and um, the platform is yours, Crystal. Yeah, I can tell you um, with my case, um, one thing that is important for like other people to know, um, mostly attorneys and like people that's going through the civil end of it, is that my case created new case law that no judge is immune to sexual harassment, retaliation, and, you know, the stuff that was pertaining to my lawsuit, um, that was rolled at the Third Circuit Court. There were three appeal judges that rolled that way. 
um, because he tried to appeal it saying he was immune and they kicked it back to the um, original judge basically saying that, no, you're not immune. So that being said, you know, going forward, any other judge um, that ever, you know, is accused of this or, you know, tries to file for an appeal, um, the attorney can possibly reference the case due to um, the new case law that it created. So, you know, with everything happening, it, it was very stressful to go through the situation, but I feel that I did make a change in the positive direction going forward in life, you know, for other victims that may be in a similar situation. So, you know, every, there's always a positive mm-hmm. out of a, a negative situation. I truly believe that. And I believe that God, you know, puts us in situations, challenging situations to, um, you know, go through and then you see Great, what no. the plan is. And yeah. And I just feel like my whole situation, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm meeting my calling, I guess is what I'm getting at. Now that I'm going to be doing this podcast, I'm trying to help other victims. I think he put me through this, this challenge through my life. And now I'm, you know, trying to make a positive change, make a difference in, com- in the community. You know, like that's even, awesome. Um, I think, a lot of people built their strength, you know, you're a survivor, but in, in general, you've done so much. You can, you made a statement and now everybody can use your case. Like you said before in the past, or you've written that they can use that as an example to fight back. And it's amazing. Here's okay. what W. Clement Thank Stone you. said. Um, he said, you can always find equivalent or greater benefits, no matter what the situation is. And I think you, you've, you've done just that. You've demonstrated that. Right. Yes, I totally agree with that. So now well, you have you this podcast. Be... Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Are we going to move forward to us? We have one more minute, Chris. No, no. So ask for the question. We've got one more minute. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ask for the question. How can, yeah, yeah, how can people find you and your podcast and you yourself? I know you have websites and stuff. Maybe you can uh, tell everybody, our listeners, where they can find you. Yeah, um, you can Same go page, to um, voiceforvictimspodcast.com <laughs> voice or um and go onto my website. If you want to be on my show, there's a questionnaire on there. Um, just fill it out, and then I will get back to you as soon as I'm able. And then, um, you know, we'll get you on the show and and just go from there. Yeah, and okay. then I do well, want to we're going to go to a really- Oh, I just mm-hmm. wanted to add, Crystal, I want to thank you for um, being on our podcast. I can't wait to hear more of your stories and hear more of the victim stories, but I just a shout out. Um, and I guess we just wanted to say that um, she is part of the, you're also part of the Easy Way family uh, on the wall as well. But your website again was Platinum Crystal. Yeah, com or voiceforvictimspodcast.com. And so that, my contact okay. information's on there, and um, you know they can reach out to me that way. Okay, so and congratulations on your new show. Yeah. Yeah, so it's voiceforvictims.com, but it's actually, but it's actually VSV. No, it's VSVictims.com and voiceforvictimspodcast.com. Awesome, sweet. Okay. And Crystal, do keep me in mind for your show too, because I do probably want to talk a little bit about my. Schooling experience. I do feel like uh, 
some of the, uh, like I said earlier, some of the public schools, you become victim in your own way. But, you know, you get through it. You get stronger. You get wiser. And uh, new day is coming. Um, we're going to go to yeah, a commercial, and we're going to be back with Jayra so Valente, casting director, actress. Yes? Yes, Jayra, coming up after the commercials. Imagine a social network that's based on quality members over quantity, where you can easily find the qualified leads you're looking for, where members treat each other as family and promote each other's projects. Get interviewed, manage your business, and sell your product or service on our new EasyWay store. Let us do the promotional heavy lifting for you. We've created an all-in-one solution with all the tools you would ever need to promote you and your client's business, all accessible by one simple login. Social media done for you. Introducing the new 2022 EasyWay Network with our built-in wall of fame that helps you to search and find that profile you want to network with that matches your business needs while boosting your own notoriety at the same time. This year, we've made it even easier on you. Oh, did we mention you make money? Create your free account today by texting EasyWay, that's letter E, letter Z, to 55678. Or visit EasyWayNetwork.com. Got questions? Give us a call at 424-209-9290. All right, everybody, welcome back. We have the casting director, the actress, the producer, the great... Jaira Valente. Hello, Jaira. Oh, <laughs> Hello, how are you? Good, good. You sound great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And I just wanted to say that Crystal Starnes, I wish her the best of luck with her new podcast. She's an amazing woman and what a thing to fight for. Really great. True. Truth. And Janet, uh, is there something I think you wanted to say right before the commercial break? Is there something you wanted to add about that? Yeah, I just wanted to say that a lot of guys, um, a lot of things happen to boys and teenagers and, and just males in general. And, and that's something that we need, you know, they, it's a great platform for even guys to speak up. As you said, you were just mentioning that, Will. And so it would be great mm-hmm. to have some guys on that show. But welcome, yeah. Jaira. I'm so happy to have you, a, a casting director. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy and I to think be. A lot of and you've got so many looks, Jaira. You are truly an actress um, at the core. You are truly a Hollywood girl. Um, uh, well, you, you know, know I've, it's I've just learned there's. A lot. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot. You know, really. Got, um, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I well, know what what are some of the biggest things books. you've learned? <laughs> yes, those um, looks are amazing. That's just like different people in each picture. Well, you know, I, I try to make it easy for the casting directors. I learned a lot as an actress. You know, if they want a biker chick, you don't want to show up looking like a mom, but you don't want to go full-on biker chick. You know what I mean? So the casting director's job is they don't want to interview 300 people for a role. We'd be happy with the first five, finding someone. So I think that's very important. And to also have your headshot reflect the role you're going for. If you're going for, to say, a biker chick, you wouldn't bring a headshot that looks like a lawyer. Bring a headshot that you look like a biker chick. Make it a little bit interesting. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that I learned as an actress that I did that really made it a lot easier for the casting directors to cast me. And I asked them, what made you pick me? And they're like, well, you look like the role. We didn't need to picture much. 
And when you're focusing on the uh, actor's clothing and all that, it can be distracting. So it's kind of better to go similar to what the character you're auditioning for. I think that's one important thing. What about you, Janet? Because you're an actress. How do you feel? Yeah. Um, no, I definitely do agree with that to a certain extent, right? We Like, I mean, I'm trying to say don't show up like a Halloween costume, but Right, exactly. Not in, in costume. <laughs> you know, yeah, not in costume. Right, but show up like you said in a subtle, but then yet yeah, you exactly. are that character because you become that character. And, and, and guess, you know what? I think a, a lot of actors also forget little tiny things that unconsciously a casting director won't really know, but subconsciously I've learned that body language is very important. Like, say if you're you've got a lines in a movie and you're auditioning for a cabin in the woods in the snow, just bringing a sweater with you. And while you're doing the lines, rub your arms like you're a little bit chilly, just that body language makes you come alive as an actor. And the scene is that more real. And so I really learned that body language is very important too. So that's something what to keep in mind for actors. I love what you just said is body language is really important. Obviously, if you're in a, the environment to consider, like you said, you're considering the environment in that case is that if it's a cold environment, you're going to be exactly. either shivering or whatnot. That's amazing. Right. Um, that's great advice for sure. What would you okay. say that, yeah. I guess my question for you is, so you have thousands of, of submissions, thousands of uh, pictures you're going through. What is it that draws you to that person? Um, you did mention briefly that they look the part, but what is it that draws your eyes to that? As if they're you know, really a lot colors? of it is if they're if they're using their body, something about the body language that works for me, and facial expressions. You know, go out of the norm and go out of the box a little bit and create the character that you believe the writer when you're reading the script, the writer's intending this person to be rough. And rough on the outside, you know, they their language is a certain way, you know, all those things are very important in your tone, even just you're interacting with the other actor, you know, you want to sometimes touch them or things that are not called for in the script. But, you know, if it's a loving moment, you know, touch the guy's face, you know, even though the script doesn't call for that and look in his eyes, hold his chin, you know, little things like that really bring alive the script and therefore you get cast more and that's kind of what I have found mm-hmm. and, and one of the things I learned in uh, yeah one of the things I learned in an acting class if you've got like an injured leg in a, a scene uh, the teacher said put a rock in your shoe so when you're walking you got that oh, real correct. authentic limp exactly you know and I thought that, was... <laughs> that hurt my feet so I'm sure he would be grimacing as well when he's walking I think I'll be it's the princess the and the pea story. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, what about, Have you ever uh, had any like scary, um, uh, any scary incidents? Because I heard someone was like up for a role, like uh, where he had to have a gun, and he actually brought a gun inside the uh, casting office. Is there any scary stories like that that happen, like out of the? No, no. Actually, I, I've never had any scary stories, really. Um, more scary movies. Like, I did want to mention that, you know, I know Racer Michaels joined the Easy Way family, and I did a movie Great with uh, Racer Michaels' Mansion of Blood. 
that was in 2011. Mm-hmm. And that one, I must say, I casted 90% of the talent in that movie. So I'm very, you know, proud of myself for that. I not only cast it, I produced it, I acted in it, and I invested in it. So that was a big deal for me. And it's kind of like a cult classic type of a teen screen movie, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And basically, I cast from my Facebook. All my friends that are actors that follow me, I go through and put casting notices on there. And all the people that I brought in, every single one of them got chosen by the other producers. <laughs> so I saved everybody a lot of work in, in that department. You do that through the Easy Way Wall of Fame, too. The Easy Way Wall of Fame, I understand you're – yep, mm-hmm. You work directly with Eric Zuli. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I work with Eric and the new um, Easy Way family films we're going to be having in TV shows, and I'm going to be one of the main casting directors for the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. And um, just wanted to say also there through Easy Way, there's a film Journeyman for Matt J. Doyle, and I've helped with the casting with that film as well, and I'm excited about that Matt's and all the future guy. opportunities to come. And Janet, if there's a part for you, I'm looking out for you, girl. Thank you, Jaira. I do have a question uh, for the audience that are listening. Are there anything that is just like a no, like no, you know what I mean? An actor does something in the room or something that yeah, says something. Yeah, I would say exactly what you were talking about before, dressing in costume. You know, it's like if we have a role like, like I keep mentioning, like biker chick, you know, because a lot of people don't know I worked on Sons of Anarchy for two years. I was one of the biker chicks kind of like a principal extra, but it was, it was a daily paycheck. So I didn't mind. And I got to be on set. So it was a really fun show to work on, but yeah, you don't want to come fully dressed on in character, you know, give us kind of a blank canvas that we can work with, but you know, somewhat dressed like the character that you're playing for, but yeah, definitely don't go in complete costume. That's just too much. That's a definite no. And I haven't heard the gun situation, but I imagine somebody showing up with a gun. <laughs> right, we, we had knives. We had knives on Mansion of Blood, so okay. So that that I was interesting to see. I guess if there was something so ridiculous that an actor has done that uh, maybe they thought was a great choice, but was just not a good choice at all. Well, ooh, let's see. I'll tell you one of the little scandals on Mansion of Blood was Gary Busey was waiting to do a role with this uh, woman for, uh, she's 101 years old, Karma, oh my goodness, I wish I could remember her name, but I can't at the moment. Anyways, he was waiting to do a scene with her, and she waited for over an hour because Mr. Gary Busey had to have this mint chocolate chip ice cream waiting for him before he would do the scene. (laughs) So that, I think, is pretty embarrassing, you know, when you have a 101-year-old actress waiting for you because you want your mint chocolate chip ice is a very big <laughs> no-no. So, yeah, you get wow. some attitudes in Hollywood. You know, you reach a level at, in, as an actor, and all of a sudden you get an attitude. I don't know what it is. Well, I agree with you. Yeah. I think once these actors start believing their press releases, they start getting these big heads Absolutely. and they make these choices and decisions when they're either angry or excited. And you shouldn't make a decision right. either of those where you're angry or excited. 
Right, exactly. Just just like you were mentioning before, um, before the show, we had talked before, like the uh, what's going on now with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like oh, I think the acting went to his head and made a lot of bad decisions. And a lot of actors have a tendency to do that. They reach a level of success, and then drugs, alcohol, partying too much, those things stand in the way of their career. And a lot of them lose their careers due to that. And uh, mm-hmm. that's going back to being a victim, which you know, uh, would be helpful. They should listen to her podcast. <laughs> that might help. Well, this is just speculation on my part, but I thought like if say Amber, her was in that, that trial with someone else, the other person would totally be crushed because of her prettiness. Like you want to say exactly. hey, whatever you did, you're, you're okay. You're, you're, you're fine. You know, but because it's Johnny Depp and everybody likes him so well, they're like, Ooh, it's a sort of a balance thing. You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who to root for. Right. Yeah, you know, I see a lot of my actor friends that have slowly gotten very successful, and some have gotten completely successful for whereas they're actually famous now, and their attitudes have changed. And it's a sad thing for me to see that, you know, why is it that when you're successful and you get what you want in life, you know, you shouldn't ruin it with drugs and alcohol and all that. You should just thank the Lord you have the parts now and you're able to perform. I don't get it. Mm You know. So I wanted to Well, I'll tell you what, this show went so quickly. I know. So just one more last question. What was it that um, motivated you to be a casting director? And then second, what is your advice for those that want to be a casting director? Or Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the two. And then lastly, if you can just let everybody know where they can find Oh God, if I can remember all that. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) What 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 made what made me want to become a casting director? I think as an actress, I was always afraid of them, you know, and wanted to please them and not knowing exactly what to do in order to get the part. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I always would then put myself in the casting director's position, and I was one of the first actresses that I know of that would have a different headshot for different roles. And I had about 10 different pictures down to a prostitute, down to a librarian, to a Disney mom. You know, uh, Wolf Perfect was talking about my different looks. And that's something I did as an actress, and I got a lot of work from it. And they said, you know, you just were it. And that way when they go to pick up all the – imagine, you know, you're casting for a role, and you pick up all the photographs of all the actors. You go through them if you're looking for, okay, we cast the drug addict role. And you see all these model pictures. You're going to forget who's the actress that, you know, was perfect for that role. So I really do recommend having headshots for different looks. I think that's very important. And um, my passion for casting is I love seeing the writer's vision come to life and the words to be born with the actor. I think that's beautiful. And you see the chemistry come alive between the writing and the acting together come as a chemistry. And then the film becomes something beautiful that you put out there in the world. Wow. All right. Well, any final words before we wrap it all up? That I hope you continue your Success. I have nominated you for Podcaster of the Year, which I think you'd wow. achieved so much. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. So, uh, yes, you have my nomination. <laughs> and, you um, are I great. Uh, this was a very enjoyable show. Oh, that's great. I had a wonderful time, and Crystal Starnes was an amazing guest. I was happy to listen to her. Ooh. And great talking to you, Janet. This has been a pleasure. Yes, it's been a pleasure. All right, everybody, have a happy Thursday. Yes, happy Thursday, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone.